Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. From KQED. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Bay Curious. I'm Katrina Schwartz. It's been a year since the coronavirus pandemic turned our lives upside down. Today on the show, we're honoring the anniversary of the Bay Area's first shelter-in-place order by putting your stories of this year front and center. Many of you have experienced isolation and loss. But I'm glad to say that along with the hard stuff, many of you are also finding joy and are looking for the bright spots. Today on the show, we'll hear from folks who've lost loved ones, people who marked big transitions, and many who tapped into an inner strength to get through the year. Stay with us. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Hi, I'm Genevieve Schweitzer. I'm a senior at El Cerrito High School. The fact that it's been a year feels insanely unreal. I kind of refuse to accept that. I have spent all of my senior year thus far online, and it looks like I probably will spend the rest of my senior year online. And it kind of feels like my last year of being young was wasted. And I know that people that are older than me that are listening to this are like laughing and saying, you're still young, like you still have so much time to live, but you know, I actually did spend my last year being a teenager at home. But I also feel like I'm coming across as really whiny right now. And it's that same balance that I have been trying to figure out throughout this whole year of how do I acknowledge that this is really hard for me and for other high schoolers, while also knowing that I am so lucky. I have a home that is safe and I have a supportive family and I have, you know, the internet and the technology needed to, you know, in some way continue to learn. I used to be this really motivated student. I really liked school and I had never really felt like I could identify with feeling depressed. But this past year, I had to 
really quickly come to terms with the fact that I was going through at least some kind of mental health issues. There were days where I just felt so unmotivated and I still kind of struggle to see the point of online school right now. I don't really feel like I'm learning very much. A lot of you noted that it's been hard to be so isolated, knowing that neighbors in the community are suffering. The devastating effects of the coronavirus have hit some parts of the Bay Area much harder than others. East San Jose is one of those places. I noticed a big difference, for example, in what we do, celebrating liturgical services. We are doing two, three, and sometimes four funeral masses uh, per week on weekdays, sometimes on Saturday. And we talk to families, we talk to funeral homes, and obviously it's related to COVID-19 pandemic. Most of them elderly. We are in East San Jose, and is one of the most affected areas in, in my area. And what I perceive on people's eyes, and when we talk to them after services on Saturdays or Sundays, Mainly I see frustration and uncertainty uh, how long the pandemic will be among us, if they will be able or not to get the vaccine. You know, we were hearing from people dying several people a week, and these are people that we know, our neighbors, our church people. It's been tough. It became personal. Uh, I lost a sister to COVID. Maryam spent her life as a public servant. She was a school teacher at one point and then uh, went to work as a social worker for the County of Santa Clara. You know, my sister died giving food out to families. We think that's how she got COVID. We started calling all of our families very early on, saying, you know, what do you need? Uh, how are you doing? Is, are there any needs? And what kept coming up was food. Very early on, we didn't have anything synchronized in terms of, of food access. Um, and so uh, she said, no pueden esperar. Voy a ir. Um, you know, they can't wait, you know, I'm going to go. And I said, don't go, Median, you know, don't go. And and she, she just said, I have to. Hi, my name is Jason Dow. And the one thing I'll take away over the past year is the value of family. One relationship that I'll cherish is with my grandmother, who sadly passed away a few weeks ago. Her death was sudden and especially difficult to process within the confines of the ongoing public health emergency. It was uh, pretty gut-wrenching having to navigate the proper channels and protocols to accept, grieve, and mourn her death. You know, during a time where it was so difficult to be physically with each other for support, especially when it came to giving her a proper farewell. But in the end, we found that her passing has brought our family much closer. We had to make some pretty tough decisions that required emotional resolve 
and an overall belief in public health protocols. I honestly feel for anyone that's had to deal with a family death over the past year and only hope that families out there were able to pull together and come out stronger like mine's. Life doesn't just stop because of a global pandemic. Many of you had big, exciting things happen this year, even if they didn't go quite as planned. My name's Arlie Cassidy, and I live in Noe in San Francisco. I want to say mid-April, we were really freaking out and just decided to completely postpone the wedding. That day, May 30th, 2020, was awful. When we didn't get married, when nothing happened, it was... It was just, like, so quietly heartbreaking. Then by, like, late June, we were just looking at each other and we were like, we don't want to wait a year to get married. So it was a Tuesday evening. It got foggy and cold, as we knew it would. And we had 11 other people. But it was, like, really minimal. Our dog, Marge, who we adopted, she, she was the ring bearer. <laughs> Tied it on her collar. She walked up. It was cute. <laughs> that was our wedding. I was six months pregnant when Shelter in Place was mandated last year. My name's Trisha Piper Bennett, and I live in Oakland. On the 12th of March, uh, my husband and I found out that we were expecting. Kept thinking that things would return to normal by the time we had our daughter, but she's seven months old now, and she still hasn't met a lot of her family. You know, my husband and I were able to you know, grow closer together and also enjoy the moments because we were forced to slow down. And so he was really able to see and support me during my pregnancy. And although it made, you know, my husband and my daughter and our immediate family closer, it has also been really isolating without, you know, new parent groups in the library, without sing-alongs and walks and just having other moms and families, members and friends in my life. You know, we were both able to experience this really intense moments of, you know, kicks and rolls and everything that went along with the pregnancy. So um, for us personally, it was a real blessing. It's been hard not to have someone else to share the craziness of parenthood with. Hello, Bay Curious. This is Patty in San Jose. This past COVID year has proven to me beyond a shadow of doubt that I am indeed an extrovert. It has been extremely challenging for me to not be able to spend time with friends. On the positive side, this past year of seemingly endless hours of light relation did provide me with the opportunity to accomplish something I have always wanted to do. I wrote and published my first novel. Hello, Big Curious. This is Patty from San Jose again. Although I have already left you a message about my COVID year experience, the truth is that what I shared previously is not the whole story. I feel it's important for me to give voice to something that I think many people are probably also feeling, which is guilt and a little bit of shame about voicing any complaints at all. I am fortunate and truly grateful for the fact that my family and I are not struggling. However, I feel that I have to lie every time someone asks how I'm doing. The answer I want to say is, not great, pretty shitty actually. But instead, I just say, I'm okay. And I've heard many of my friends give the same answer almost apologetically with the added caveat of, 
I feel very privileged, so I can't complain. I know it could be so much worse, which of course is true. But I think the suppression of the grief we are all experiencing after a year of having lost so much, as well as having to endure so much social and political uncertainty and upheaval, is not necessarily doing any of us any good. Some of you are essential workers, interacting with the public every day. And you express frustration that not everyone takes masking and social distancing seriously. Mi nombre es Susana. Y vivo aquí en la área de San Francisco. Hace un año de esta pandemia, yo estoy, y todavía estoy trabajando en una tienda de abarrotes. Y ha cambiado mucho porque diario tengo que estar con una máscara, diario tengo que estar con un shield de plástico, diario tengo que tener las manos vendadas con guantes de plástico. Y es frustrante, para la vez tengo que hacerlo para proteger a la familia y lo que me causa enojo es que a veces gente que va a las tiendas a comprar no respetan las pólizas de protección de guardar distancia de llevar una máscara y eso fue las frustraciones de un año que llevo y sigo teniendo porque a veces la gente es incrédula Piensa que uno está exagerando. Eso sigue siendo para mí frustrante, que la gente no sabe qué tan mal y mata esta pandemia del coronavirus. Y quisiera que más gente tenga conciencia cuando vayan a una tienda o, o donde sea, o le damos servicio al público, que piensen nosotros los trabajadores sociales que tenemos familias. Estamos arriesgando la salud todos los días. Estamos trabajando para el público y para nosotros también, porque también tenemos que comer. My name is Camille Cyberling, and I own a boutique in San Francisco called Mabuhai. My mom and my dad opened one of the first Black-owned businesses in Girdelli Square in San Francisco in the 70s. So I feel proud that I own one of the few Black-owned businesses still open here in San Francisco, especially during this pandemic. I opened my business in 2008, and I feel like I gained some experience and knowledge operating my business while we were in a recession that I've applied in this pandemic. I'm still trying to stay positive and push through. <laughs> you pretty much have to do that when you're self-employed. And also, I know that People want to support black businesses, and that was a result of the tragedy of seeing the murder of George Floyd, which was really difficult for me as a black woman. And, you know, it was really traumatic and, and sad and just a heavier burden trying to manage everything, keeping my business open and being a mom. So I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, as a business owner, I'm I'm going to continue to try to transition my business more online, and hopefully my business will be here. Hi, my name is Laurel Paul, and I live in San Francisco. And for me, the city has become smaller during the pandemic because my mother and I have been taking long walks in the evening, and we're walking 
from places and from neighborhoods to other neighborhoods that we always thought we would have to do by car or that in the past we always did do by car. And I've also felt so lucky to spend all this extended time with my mom. I made it to college. I made it to my dream school, Morehouse College. School has been dope. School has been great. It's so crazy actually being in school, even with COVID still going on. Uh, it's a weird middle mark of we're kind of there, like we're almost out of it, but not really. But yeah, it's so dope being at school. Makes me really happy, makes me feel so good to feel like integrated back into a system that is put in place to help me succeed. I got more in touch with myself, uh, understanding who I am and what I believe my purpose in this world is and what I need to do in order to live up to my own almost expectations, but really what I know I can do. You know, my name means, my name Kadir means he who's able to do what he will do and what he, what he must do. And so I think that's dope. And I think that gives me a lot of strength. I find a lot of strength in my name. Getting more in touch with myself has definitely helped a lot, kind of shift my mindset in general. I definitely feel more, you know, at peace with myself and with the world around me because of that peace within myself. Ooh, that's like a guru. My name is Bonnie Zeng Chin, and I live in Mountain View, California with my husband. We are currently feeling more positive about the COVID vaccine progress. My father-in-law is an optometrist and was able to get an earlier vaccine as an essential worker. My mom is a restaurant worker and recently got her first dose of the vaccine, as well as many of our older relatives. 2020 felt like a very long year, and we've missed seeing our family and friends for big holidays like Christmas and Lunar New Year. But we're very hopeful that we can finally meet up with everyone in person again soon after we're all vaccinated. Hi, my name is Janelle Kim, and I live in Daly City, California. And one thing that is giving me hope right now is the vaccine rollout and the hopeful promise by Biden that all adults will be eligible for a vaccine starting May 1st. And it's prompted my husband and I to book a 4th of July Airbnb trip with a number of our close friends, assuming that it will all be safe to gather in person at that time. And it's really put a pep in our step. Um, my husband is thinking of menus and cocktails and I'm looking at bathing suits for me and my toddler. And it's just been really nice to have something to look forward to. Thank you to everyone who sent us a story or shared what their year has been like, including Angelina in Alameda, Kadir Scott in Oakland, Reverend Hugo Rojas of Our Lady of Refuge Church in East San Jose, and Maritza Maldonado from Amigos de Guadalupe Center for Justice and Empowerment. Thanks also to our KQED colleague, Farida Javala Romero, for sharing her interviews with Reverend Rojas and Maritza. You can find a link to her excellent story on East San Jose in our show notes. We weren't able to include everyone in this episode, but you can read more stories from your neighbors all over the Bay Area on our website, baycurious.org. 
And remember, if you love Bay Curious, tell a friend about the show. Bay Curious is made by Susie Racho, Katie McMurrin, and me, Katrina Schwartz. This week, we had extra help from Jessica Placek, Kiana Mogadam, and Isabeth Mendoza. Our show is made at member-supported KQED in San Francisco. We'll be back next week to answer more of your questions. I'm Katrina Schwartz. See you then. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 